You're listening to the Incomparables Total Party Kill podcast, in which a group of friends play Dungeons and Dragons on the internet for your amusement. This is episode number 342. The Dog and Pony Show is back with episode one of season five, recorded in December 2020, posted April 2022. Scarecrow Carnies. Total Party Kill, cold open. It's a warm summer day in the Feywild. Uh, we see a celestial pony uh, standing in his office, looking through uh, some some return calls that he needs to make. There's a celestial uh, golden retriever uh, working the phones, taking down notes. Uh, the celestial pony, why? It's it's Pony Cindelart. Turns to the celestial Labrador and says. I think I'm gonna go for a walk. Hold my calls. And so Pony Cindelar goes for a walk in the warm celestial air, just luxuriating on some time with with new people and new relationships in a in a realm that provides comfort and warmth and stability. When he is yanked back from that, somewhere else, very very far away, a group of adventurers is in a dark swamp. Not just any dark swamp. A dark, spooky, sad swamp in Barovia. Big Barovia. Our adventurers stand around, catching their breath, applying some healing, sifting through their loot as one of them resummons their celestial steed who so recently fell in battle. And the first thing you hear is the sound of screaming. The screaming of a pony. As it takes about a minute as the celestial pony is rebuilt, sinew by sinew. In the land of Barovia, screaming the entire time. Those adventurers are our friends, our heroes, our players who have survived one battle with Baba Lazaga at the cost of a pony and some other things, but stand united as their screaming pony is reassembled, ripped from the warm safety of the celestial realms back here, back to Barovia, a place of problems, a place of sorrows. A place of sadness. You are listening to Total Party Kill. This is the Dog and Pony Show. I am Tony Sindelar. He, his. We are playing Curse of Strahd. Allow me to introduce our players who are standing around watching a pony scream. First up, it's Jane Ritt. Hi, Jane. Hi, Tony. I play Lena Dulina, the human rogue, using she, her pronouns. Next up, it's Aline Sims. I don't know if I want to be here anymore. Um, <laughs> it's Barovia. None of us want to be here. Uh-uh, but that's, that's the true. point. But that's we are true. where we are. That's true. Uh, yeah, I play Imra Soliana, the Wood Elf Ranger, and her dog, Androdite. And all of our pronouns are she, her. Also joining us, it's one Micah Sargent. Ah, hello. I play Elevore Landman, the half-elf druid. Both Elevore and my pronouns are he, him. And we also play Samus, the saber-toothed tiger, whose pronouns Elevore is pretty sure are she, her, the last they had a chance to speak. Next up, it's Dan Morin. Hello, it is I, Dan Morin, who uses the pronouns he, him, and I play Cast in Onatar's Crucible, a Warforged cleric whose pronouns are they, them. And last but not least, Erica Einstein. 
Hello. Yes, I play Brildish, a dwarven paladin. Both of our pronouns are she, her. Also, the aforementioned Pony Sindelarant, who <laughs> probably while being reassembled and screaming has no pronouns, but once he is reassembled, <laughs> uses he, him. All right. Welcome back to Curse of Strahd. Welcome back to Barovia. It's a new season. You have defeated Baba Lazaga. You have acquired an important artifact that has been, it has been foretold, will help you in your battle against one Strahd von Zarevich. Um, Berez is, you know, an atmospherically inhospitable place, but you have done battle with most of the major enemies here. Um, still a swamp in Barovia, so probably you don't want to hang out here longer than you have to. Um, but I think it's time to, to survey things and, and get a sense of what's going on. Uh, this being the end of a big milestone in the adventure, I told you that you leveled up. Um, so some of you may tell us about things that you've gained on with your new level. Some of those may appear later as uh, surprises to all of us. Um, <laughs> but I think you need to take a moment to kind of get your bearings on what are you going to do next in Barovia and in the adventure. I just want to make it clear that Crucible is roughly... Two wiser than they were before. That's <laughs> oh, weird. So is so is Elevore. <laughs> Are either Roughly. of you capable of playing a character that's wiser than you were before? Nope. Um, <laughs> Story checks out. I'll get back to you on that. I, <laughs> I did not get a chance to level up myself. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Lena is no wiser, but she is more dexterous. Oh, <laughs> really? Brolish is up not this time. more. Brody yeah. is not more anything except perhaps more excited to use her shield because mm. uh, I decided oh, for the first time ever, I've never taken a feat before with any of my characters Ooh. ever in fifth edition. Uh, I took the shield master feat. So uh, Brildish can basically shove people around with her shield and more, perhaps more importantly, less excitingly, but more importantly, she can duck behind it to avoid taking damage if necessary. Nice. Good. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I, I I took a feat, but we'll learn more later. Ooh, I'm so excited! <laughs> Hashtag teaser. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some other Elevore changes as well oh, yeah. that Crucible will be too. revealed as. <laughs> Elevore's been going through some changes. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> Ch -ch -ch changes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Erica, is that feat from the um, new Tasha source book? Uh, no, it's actually just from the vanilla PHB. Sh shield really? Master, yeah, Shami Minus. Shield Masters. Are Original. Yeah, I, cool. like, Ooh, I, I, generally, <laughs> I generally play the most uh, bland vanilla characters possible. I could only like step up a tiny bit by taking a feat from the PHB. You can't go too <laughs> wild. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't. You'll break your Settle down there, still, still, I'm like, whew. Spicy. That's the famous Wisconsin spice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, there's a reason Cheesy. it's beer, brats, and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let me remind you of some of the things you've got going on here. Um, Lena Delina, I believe you are now uh, in possession of a sword, not just any sword, but a sunblade, uh, which, you know, is basically, for all intents and purposes, a Dungeons & Dragons lightsaber. Uh, also, it's a lightsaber that talks to you in kind of a surly yeah. voice. Um, yeah. That's not weird at all. It's good. Uh, Argal survived his, uh, you sent him off to kill some zombies and snakes. He's back. Congratulations. Um, you stand by the wreckage of uh, Baba Lazaga's Creeping Hut, which uh, 
Imra recovered it's some artifacts, or some some objects from some of which were obvious in use and value, and some of which were less so. Uh, you also know that there is a strange kind of pulsing, pulsating green light just across the river on the other side of town that you chose to uh, ignore on your way into town that I believe you expressed interest in checking out before you returned uh, to other parts of Barovia. I've got you on the map of just, you know, Berez here. Actually, why don't I take you to a different map? Do, do, do. I wouldn't say There's we ignored no... the green light so much as we were we curious about it, but decided mm-hmm. it was not where we needed to go first. Yeah. Here's the map of, like, all of Berez, which I think is taking a little while to pop in. Um, and I can take you to the map of all of Barovia if you want. Before we go too far, I would like to check out Babalazaga's giant skull. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's could we have Not a new mode her of giant transport? Skull or Do the we giant want to skull do... that she owns? Well, wah, kind wah. of both. Because technically, like, Babalazaga has two skulls. That's true. An inside skull and an outside skull. Yeah. Well, only um, one of them is truly giant, though. Oh, well, I guess it's all relative. Yeah. Um, well, I was thinking the one that flies. Uh, they both but... were in flight. Eileen, did you miss me? Anyway, should we destroy that or like do something with it or should we just leave it floating here? Will it, it did gradually lose its magic? Did it? I think it, yes. I think it, it crashed did, to the ground kind of when she died. Out. It crashed to the ground. Oh, okay. Would you like but to I still think it? it's worth checking it out. Not taking yeah. that for a joyride. Yeah, so I'd like to roll. My arcana is negative one, but I'm going to roll. <laughs> yeah, let's all look um, at it. Oh, yeah, that's a one. Oh. Is that a one minus one or is it a two no, minus one? No, it's a one? two minus one. Yeah, so a one. <laughs> Crystal got a 15 on arcana. Maybe Not go through Usually their strong spot, but. Yeah, I also have a minus one, which brings me down to a seven. So 21. Ooh, 21. Right. Holy so you all study it, but uh, Crucible and. And uh, Lena seem like they are kind of getting the most out of this. Uh, It is basically, it is the skull of a giant, which therefore makes it a giant skull. Like that's, you know, checks out. A giant. Um, It's a very, very large skull that Babalazaga was flying around in. She specifically was flying it around in it with the skull kind of upside down as if it was like a bowl that she was uh, flying around in and, and lobbing various spells at from uh, above you in the skies of Berez. Uh, it seemed to hover in place. As you, uh, Lena and Crucible, you're inspecting it, you can tell that it was, until recently, uh, enchanted, such that it would allow flight, but it does not have any um, inherent, like, magic in it. Uh, there's some, some some etchings and some things kind of, like, wrapped and packed in mud into it, uh, but clearly Baba Lazaga went to some work in order to make this skull a vehicle for flight, as opposed to, you know, it having that property inherently. Probably whatever giant used to own the skull did not fly around upside down, is what I'm saying. (laughs) Are giants known to Barovians? Hmm. Are there there giants here? I think you've certainly heard... giants uh, in the sky. You've heard legends, but I don't think you've ever (laughs) seen one or met anyone who has seen one. If they were, they probably have... You know, people tell all kinds of horrible stories about the woods and the mountains uh, off the beaten paths of uh, Barovia, and that would be one such story. But, um... You, this is the first material evidence you have ever seen in your times, I think, Lena Delina, of a giant in the greater Barovia. Does it era. have, like, the dome and the jaw? Like, could I pry out a tooth? Uh, yeah. 
Absolutely. I mean, even if it just had the dome, it would still have the, uh, what is that, the maxil? Yeah. I'm going to pry out a canine with one of my daggers. Do it. Is it a full dog or just a sheath? I will help it by using my axe as like leverage on the other side if you'd like. All right. Anyone who wants to can have a fistful of giants. Sure. Cool. Yeah. So I will tell you that the, the uh, they don't provide an image. They should provide an image of somebody flying around in a giant skull because that would be cool. <laughs> uh, I always so Baba Yaga, the myth, myth uh, folklore character, flew around in a mortar and pestle, which I thought was kind of cool. Correct. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also also sometimes cool. think of the Bowser from Super Mario Brothers for the Super <laughs> Nintendo, where he flies around in like a clown head thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's with more terrifying. On the bottom. Slight, yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I'm slightly actually less picturing dramatic. it like a teacup ride. Mm. <laughs> Yes, but it yes. Has Dr. Skull. that's also terrifying in its own way. Yeah, yep. Yeah. That's what Barovia will do for you. Um, so uh, yeah. Okay, so while um, Broldish and Lena are doing that grisly <laughs> dental task, work, um, <laughs> I'm also I'm going to let everybody know what I found in Baba Lazaga's creeping hut, and right. including the two scrolls that I don't like. I the mystery scrolls. To see if anybody knows what they are. Can I arcanely glance at one of those, Tony? Please do. All right. I will arcanely glance at one of those. While There's also... also oh, sorry, so, Micah. Um, while also suggesting to everyone that we consider uh, just stopping what we're doing and making an amusement park out of this area. And we could probably make some money. I think we uh, could like uh, really reinvigorate it's Very, very up and coming. Seventeen. I feel like while people check. are waiting in line, they're just going to sink farther and farther into <laughs> the, the swamps. Scare- the scarecrows, and the might scarecrows kill them. yeah. The There's still probably a good my people would not know zombies. what to do with amusement. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Can, can we a, reform yeah. the scarecrows? Could How they be yes. park workers? Yes, park? they can absolutely be park workers. Yes. Please and do not the, turn the scarecrows into carnies. And the goats <laughs> will uh, keep the land nice and clean. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah, before I we go check out the light, thinking. we do need to let these goats go. I do, I'm just going to say, I think it would take a lot of work to elevate the city, the drowned Someone city of Elevore? Perez yes. to the level of <laughs> Gotham-level abandoned amusement park, <laughs> let alone functional, operational, up-to-code amusement park. I'm after sorry that I'm being, with, sorry if I'm being a jerk dungeon master We put here. the funk in functional, Tony. Well, <laughs> Tony, here's the deal, is that uh, Elevore has this new spell. Um, mm. It's called water walk and he can make up to 15 people walk on mud and ice and water people can already as if it's walk solid on ground. mud i walk on mud all okay. might come up later can what? walk on it as if it's solid ground and oh, so well, he could he, he would charge uh so part of the entry fee ticket is that you get water walk cast upon you so mm. that you can walk around okay. the swamp as if it's no issue what Are if i bring my char- own level four spell slot that also works <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to charge for your magic? Then you get a is discount. Compatible with the Druid. Are you a capitalist Druid now? This is the level <laughs> no, eight. No. Level eight, got to get paid. Is that what happened? You sold Although, out? I mean, it's land man. Land man. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Look, Elevor knows a thing or two about owning real estate. <laughs> <laughs> is that is this new backstory? That's that's where the landmans come yeah, from. You can't okay. own real estate, man. Yeah, you can't own a tree, <laughs> but you can own the land that the tree grows. Oh God, on. is he like? Is he the hippie like outlier in the family, and everyone else are like 
hyper oh, yeah, capitalistic Watergate types. Yeah, yes, they're all bankers. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just decided to become a druid man. Yeah. <laughs> Look, oh, they anyway, stop I got, I got a, a 17 arcana check for that scroll that we were talking about earlier. All right. There are two spell skulls. Skulls? Skulls? There are spell two skulls? spell scrolls. Uh, one is a spell scroll of mass cure wounds. That's, Ooh, as that's in good. it cures a lot a mass of them not from massachusetts and <laughs> the other one is revivify oh are there massachusetts not, not in that i suspect it. Oh, man there is no massachusetts in Barovia. oh the good part about but there are a, mass holes all right so hold on if <laughs> if if i if we have a revivify spell does that mean i don't have to have that spell prepped <laughs> does that make sense? no but we've got one. What are the odds yes, that two of one you die? One could Dan? die. What are the one odds? Is, one is none. Two is one. Three is. Don't five. we also have a lake so, you can drink from for that, or a pond, so, or did that go away whenever our friend went away? No, it's that we well, think. I believe our, the abbot. We think the abbot could revivify us if we happen to die right thereabout. Yeah. Oh wait, what's yeah. revivify do? It, it brings you back, you back but, to life, but but only if you've been dead for like a minute or something. So okay, it's, it's very limited. Yeah, oh, that's fresh. the one that costs those um, diamonds. diamonds. Also, yeah. Dan, what is? Are there limitations on like the state of your body? Like, what if you've been cut in half? I don't think it's. Then it makes two of you. you. You need a corpse. <laughs> it's like an earthworm, no. <laughs> exactly. Or you like, what if you fell in acid? How does that? You uh, need a corpse. The like, spell. How do, how do we fish spell you out? Cannot return to life a creature that has died of old age, nor can it restore any missing body parts. Baking soda. All right. What if all of your body parts are missing? Then you don't uh, you have a corpse. Missing in the you need same a corpse. Place? All right. How much of a corpse? Like oh my dollar rolls? Fifty one percent. Wait, is this the uh, treasury? <laughs> Are you asking how much of the dollar I can give you? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm. You know what? I ask these questions now. You sound like my family, man. <laughs> you sound, you yeah, sound like the landlords. You ask these man. questions now. We answer them now, and we will have forgotten them later. So it doesn't <laughs> yeah, matter. True. That's true. That's very fair. So the we, only we, thing we write down is why, what so, doesn't why you write all the time. We found two spell <laughs> all, scrolls. What, what else? Do. What else was in the also? Hut? We found a mystery vial. If someone wants Ooh. to give that a, mm. a sip and see mystery how it vial, does. I'm not interested in sipping it. But I'll I would do it. Sniff Crucible it. doesn't care. Yeah. I do think that only Crucible or um, Roldish can read the, skull, the uh, scroll yes, of Revivify. Yes, because they're on our spell list. Oh, yeah, I so I would probably that. give it to Roldish. Yep. I think that's a good that idea. That way, if I, I go down. And especially that one's, please make careful note of that, because that's one of those things where you don't want to be arguing about who was carrying the skull of Revivify when, you know, one of these dead. Okay, I'm going to take so. it off my inventory then. All right. Uh, but anyone... Thank I you, Aline, for keeping track of all Anybody these probably yeah. except Lena can have the mass cure wounds one because I think all four of us can cast that. Yeah, Lena's much more about the mass cause wounds. <laughs> <laughs> Inflicts, please. I feel like if I have Revivify and I also am able to cast cure wounds, maybe somebody else should hold on to this one. Yeah, is there I can somebody, also. Is there somebody cure. who can't cast? Cure yes, wounds? Lena, but she cannot cast. Oh, the that's scroll, right. That means the scroll. she can't cast. Yeah, so yeah, one of us I've, needs to have it. But gotcha. Um, it specifically says the scroll is unintelligible. So I like to think that we're like unrolling the the scrolls, and Lena's like, "This is gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> this is useless." Yeah, I Into guess the you bonfire with you. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, Brildish usually uses. All of her spell slots for battle type stuff. So that's it doesn't true. Com- it doesn't 
Does it consume a spell slot if it's cast from a scroll? No, that's yeah. why I'm saying maybe yeah. it's not a bad idea for Brill sure. just to carry it because then it wouldn't use a you, spell you would, slot that she probably won't have left anyway. I would <laughs> say my, my suggestion would be either you or Imra, my rationale being you're the toughest and Imra is one who, Imra generally stays outside that's of the battle, which also is tactically advantageous. Yeah, okay, how about Imra takes it, but she points out to, to Brildish, this is where I'm putting it on my body. Just <laughs> yes. Beautiful. Or can we, my, can we tuck scroll, it under Androdite's chin? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, oh, like a St. Bernard? Yes. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Just to be clear. Go, Androdite. Go, Androdite. Well, can Androdite cast the spell? Imra, Important Imra, question. Can Androdite read? Androdite can't read, right? No, but Androdite can totally Probably carry not. a scroll. Can Pony read? All right. P- Pony cannot read either. Pony's I thought you said, can Tony six. read? And I got <laughs> well, really the concerned there for a second. Out. No, no proof, one way or the other. <laughs> oh, there was also... I can read. I choose not to. <laughs> Have you ever seen Tony in a book in the same room? Because I haven't. Um, Wait, but that implies that Tony is a book. That's a, micro- <laughs> that's a, that's a microphone, not a book. Don't be ridiculous. No, but like right yeah, next to the there's no way to prove that. There's no way to prove that. All right. Anyway, what else we got? Yeah. What, we, what other what other lucre did we end up with? Okay, so we've got the the mystery vial. I'm trying so hard, y'all. Know, I'm trying so hard. Um, <laughs> yep. There are five uh, gemstones worth 500 gold pieces. Nice. We got some of the creepy Strahd coins. Mm. Oh, um, Strahd bucks. Strahd bucks. Yep. Yeah. Let's and... pause to let Dan's character do a do a sip of that. All right, I'll take a. What, can't you cast identify? What, Too late. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's how that's canonically how you in, uh, identify poems. It is portions. It is poems, poems, and potions. Poems. That's how you identify poems. Well, I give that poem a little bit of a taste. Mm-hmm. It's true, though. I do have identify, which I can cast without, I think, expending a stealth slot, even because it's my <laughs> domain. <laughs> <laughs> oh what? <laughs> Why did you treat? They forgot. It? All right. It's yeah, I've literally never used it. <laughs> This is this is how you get revenants. Okay, that it's is true. true. That is a fair. Yeah, well, point. they got one of them too. Okay, uh, yep. so what does his sippy sip tell him? <laughs> All right, this is not oil that you or this vial does not contain stuff that you would imbibe usually, other than you just have a sip of it. This is in fact oil of sharpness. It is an oil intended to coat one slashing or piercing weapon. Oh, okay. so you said or sharpness and not sharkness because that's what I heard. Sharkness, no, nope, really... that's different. Do, I, that's do, I, do you know what happens when we coat a weapon with it? Why, when you coat a weapon or up to five pieces of piercing or slashing ammunition um, for one hour, the coated item is magical and has a plus mm. three bonus to attack and damage rolls. I'm plus handing it three? to Brildish. Did you say three? Yeah, a... He said three. Uh, now, when you drank I that. Would... Did the uh, the sh- the the throwing stars in your stomach get sharper? You have a uh, uh, Dan for the next hour. Crucible canonically has a dagger for a tongue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Roll to not impale your own cheek. I have a sharp wit. Uh, I would say Oof. let's hand this. No, you have a dagger for a tongue. <laughs> same thing. Literal. Same thing. Uh, I would say Lena might make the best use out of this because giving her plus three to hit is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. But what? Yeah. She but already has a magical weapon, though, and Broldish does but not. But she can attack I, twice in a turn. Broldish doesn't have a magical lightsaber. weapon. Is that what we're going with? <laughs> Broldish <laughs> has many magical weapons. Chooses not to use them. Yeah. So, well, okay, yes. we have multiple of them, right? 
of or which is it, the one is it one I think it's one vial. one vial okay one vial mm. and one and it's basically a one time use so so it, I do have it takes a minute to apply it so you can't do it in okay combat. so that's gonna so be like, I think one reason you could, it might you could but you'd be sitting there for six rounds polishing it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You know? laughs> So just it, hold on. Polish harder. Just hold on. <laughs> just, just wait, wait. Time out. Time out. Time. Time. Yeah. Well, I mean, someone can hold it, and anyone can oh. use it when, when the moment comes up. I think I was very confused there for a second. Yeah. I thought that the timeout was for uh, literally in this moment. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, well, we already had game time. I'm sorry. I abused. I abused the uh, the timeout symbol. That was yeah, I was ready. No, but that was a drill, and we proved that we could do it. <laughs> Good job. Good job, team. <laughs> can someone call um, time in on this show? Because I don't think we've done <laughs> time in. Um, so it can be a game time decision. We'll give it to Burldish for safekeeping. Okay. Okay. Um, all right. And then the last thing is uh, pan pipes, if anyone yeah. wants to start playing the pan pipes. Okay. Elevore was really drawn to that. Okay. Um, it does seem Elevore-y. Tony, can I... Actually, can Elevore... Uh, just going to do an Arcana check just to make sure there's not anything special going on with Cursed panpipes. Yeah, that's <laughs> what he's worried about. Like, you start playing and you can't stop. It's an 18. Uh, they do seem like they perhaps are magical. Okay, Excuse now me. we need that identify spell. Please don't lick the pan pipes. <laughs> also, somebody would need to be proficient in wind instruments to play these pipes. Is anybody proficient in wind instruments? Is there like is there a class I can take? It's, like you could get one, take one level of bard. It's usually yeah. yes, it's, or it's bestowed if you by your bard. I think there is a. I think there is a feat. Uh, otherwise, it would be something conferred by your background. Usually, yeah. Okay. Um, Does Aragal have proficiency in pan pipes? Uh yeah. Oh snap. Okay. Did you just make that up? Yeah. Argal. This is all Aline, it's all made up. Elevore. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll, I want to be very clear with you. None of this happened in reality. What? <laughs> 95% of this adventure is fabricated either wow. by me or the author of the module. I thought this was None like it, Ender's game. Yeah. This is, oh. this is a documentary. spoilers for Ender's game. Yeah. You know just that remember, new I would like Strahd's to be very clear. Ender's down. game also did not happen, except to the extent that it is happening right now. Uh, so, oh, there was also art. a shiny stone too. Mm. Uh, so, somebody want it? So, what do you want to do with the pipes? So, you know that new teary eye emoji, that one that's like, mm-hmm. and it's got oh, its eyes are all glistening, and it's kind of sad, but also kind of sweet. Elevore like looks the at the Elevore. If you want to, if you want to hold on to these pipes and practice with them over time. I would I, allow I it. I can it cast just... identify if you would like. Please. Okay. Yeah. Do cast identify. It will cost me a spell slot, but just a level one, so no big deal. And Elevore will absolutely, if it doesn't, if it's not a cursed thing, will be practicing with them over time nice. so he can become proficient in them. Tony, identify. I choose one object. I touch throughout the casting of the spell, which takes one minute. If it's a magic item or some other magic imbued object, I learn its properties, how to use them, whether it requires entunement, and how many charges it has, if any, any spells affecting that and what they are. If it was created by a spell, I know which spell created it wow all right these pipes these pipes are left over from a war between bards um, <laughs> wait really no oh. um half pipe, half bard yeah no dan that's from a skateboarder Sorry, half pipe. <laughs> yeah man i'm so, a skateboarder named half bard that's your skateboarder it's voice the same like as my druid again? voice <laughs> oh okay budget cuts wow mm. so um these crucible you have identified these this magical item which i love 
is called The Pipes of Haunting. <laughs> you oh, must be proficient with wind instruments to use these pipes or the be Elevore and play with them constantly and have to keep doing performance checks until Tony decides he's good enough to use them as a magical object. Uh, they have three charges. You can use an action to play them and expend one charge to create an eerie spellbinding to- tune. Each creature within 30 feet of you, this is the part of the adventure where Tony reads things from reads to you. <laughs> Each creature within 30 feet of you that hears that tune must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become frightened of you for one minute. Okay. If you what if wish, we name Jane, the here's tune? the he, Hold on. If you wish, all creatures in the area that aren't hostile toward you automatically <laughs> succeed on the saving throw if you remember that. Um, a creature that fails I, I the was... saving throw can't re- can repeat it at the end of the turn. Um, the pipes regain 1d3 expended da- charges daily at dawn. So. So. So they make creatures afraid of you if you are able to play. Can we agree? I can, I can do that with a with with one of my um like paladin things, and I never. Yeah, but it's not a it's it. not a pipe. Yeah, That's can true. we Come agree on. that while Elevor is learning how to play them, it doesn't affect the charges until he actually? It's just really, really annoying. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's pipes around. of annoyingness. <laughs> also, canonically, they sound like a harmonica. Oh, very cool. So we're sitting at the campfire every night, and he's like pulling out like. <laughs> I'm not Dan. If you thought I was your friend, you were mistaken. I am the dungeon monster. The, the dungeon monster. The dungeon monster. Dungeon monster. Dungeon monster. <laughs> okay, I'm Cannon. going to. It's one. It's going to be one. Season of three. The <laughs> season monster. three. Everything's coming together. Firing on all. Cylinders. I am ordering oh. a harmonica on Amazon. I will proceed to learn it in real life. Do you live by yourself, Micah? Because otherwise, I think I may need to sign a note. To yeah, you're gonna, here I'm somewhere. I'm going to need, need a dungeon master, a dungeon monster's note <laughs> to give to my partner. Just, yeah, I don't. I don't. I feel like I feel responsible for this. You are responsible I think for this. <laughs> I think if you cohabitate with any person, they should have to. There, there should need to be uh, approval to, for a harmonica. Dandrum. I'm going to learn That's to play which, the harmonica. Which key of harmonica are you going to get? Because oh no, you can't. You can't like change keys. You have to buy a new harmonica. Like anyone other than Erica knew there right? was a key. I knew that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I own a harmonica. I'm just saying. Uh, when you say key in a harmonica, I assume you have a really cool harmonica that also works as a key. <laughs> Ten holes. Uh, key of C. That seems best. Basic. Yeah, okay. C's yep. good. G's hey, good. Tony, what, what's this shiny stone I found? <laughs> um, It's a polished agate, okay. which is a type of stone. It's like a, like a marble, basically? How yeah. much does it worth? You want to know what it does? Yes. Yeah. How are you going to find that out? World geology. Uh, <laughs> I'm an archaeologist, Tony. I mean, this is from the natural world. This is not archaeology. That is really offensive. Never I could roll. I could roll history and use my. St- I told you about every old building in Barovia yeah. for like two seasons. I got I a fourteen to a ruins. I rolled a critical arcana check on the agate. It's really more of a nature. What did you roll? Son of uh, a fourteen. Fourteen, uh, Imra. You know you find you're holding it right. Mm-hmm. Um, you just you just feel good. You're holding it. You feel lucky. It's almost like you gain a plus one bonus to ability checks and saving throws while you're holding it. Ooh, wow. I'm going to always hold it. Yeah. That, uh, that 15, uh, 14 nature check, is that actually a 15? Hey, hey. Does it require nice. attunement this or is, is we- it just like we pass it around? It's a rock. It- <laughs> <laughs> Can Crucible make a ring for me? Make it into a ring so I'm always holding it? Sure. sure. Yeah. Why not? Put it in a Sure. Um, yeah. 
Anything else in our the wreckage? Anything else that you've stolen from Baba Lazaka that we need to uh, deal? Can we pat her down? <laughs> yeah, does she have any corpse. lunch money? Corpse. Yeah, does she have any like <laughs> weird stuff? More if there's points. a flesh bag, I am not opening it. Yeah, no, no flesh bag. Keep bags. it away from Crucible. Oh, did I mention that Arguably, she has like she is seven kind of a flesh bag? She's got like I a six pack now. of flesh bag. <laughs> Still um, not opening. Uh, let us see. Um, uh, Baba Lazaga has a. Uh, uh, she has a an ancient quarter staff that she was using to uh, cast spells. Uh, her clothing is pretty weird mixture of moss and animal hide um doesn't smell great i mean she's dead but it that may have been a pre-existing condition um yeah she's got a lot of weird kind of things like she's got a bunch of strange kind of rings and things woven into her hair and i don't i think i'm just gonna be i'm gonna be real 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 blunt here everything about baba lazaga is giving off a probably don't touch yeah. it a lot vibe real strong sinister vibes should we? Yeah. Also, pretty burn dead. Pretty her? dead. Is that a good Somebody idea? Somebody make yeah. an arcana what check you, to see hey. if that would be a good idea or a bad idea, mm. or if we should just like bury her. Mm. I feel like burning. It would I be really have, hard to bury her in a swamp. Seven. I think it'd be very easy. <laughs> or easy. Like Seven. No, I think it's hard. Arcana? I think it's hard. I think. I think people. I think bodies come up out of swamps. I think it's not. Seventeen really arcana check from I six religions. Mm-hmm. So no idea. You know, I think it depends on your personal or your character's personal beliefs about bodies and, and whether the spirit is still there. But, you know, at this point, uh, you know, there is not anything magical about okay, her. Okay. Uh, her yeah, I don't really care that much about the corpse itself. I'm just worried about yeah. any Seems like she kept most effects. of her items Same. in her house. Doesn't seem like she's a lot much for personal effects. Let her sink her. into this swamp and fertilize the land that she once destroyed. It is only sure. okay. I want to go let me. the goats out. All right. Go let the goats, goats out. Uh, <laughs> I knew it. Uh, I'll remind you that there was no gate to the goats thing because the person who kept the goats in there had a flying giant skull. Yeah, and I think so, the gate or the, the fence was also trapped somehow, but we're going to get around that because yeah, we, need to, we need to get these goats out. Goldish, right. uh, I no believe you determined the goats, that they've been through enough. Over Those by go- the, goats uh, could ruins. nourish a starving village. <laughs> Not really, though. They're kind of spindly. Or a second generation of goats could nourish a starving city. True. Oh, or a third okay. generation so of goats. Because the third generation of goats that city. <laughs> learns to cook. <laughs> yeah. And if you teach a goat to cook, you'll eat for a week. <laughs> that goat will leave you. That's the, oh. that's the saying, uh, the motto of House Land Grab. Or sorry, um, <laughs> Land Man. <laughs> They got an image consultant. And they're like, yeah. land grab has some negative connotations vis-a-vis all the la- land that you have grabbed. <laughs> what if you are just men of the land? <laughs> ah. We can work with that. We can work with that. We're open to this. Uh, all right. Um, so what's what's going on with this fence? Uh, let's take another look right. at it. See if it's, I believe. If it's so still you, trapped now that yeah, she's dead. You make the short walk over to the ruins of the Burgermeister's mansion. In the former city of Berez, there's a strange uh, uh, site of this fence next to the, uh, um, the the mansion, which is just a circle of uh, kind of a fence without a gate. It's also cir- a circular pen and uh, spaced uh, all around the, the uh, tops of the uh, fence posts are skulls, which seemed foreboding. Uh, and I believe you previously uh, in the adventure, like 
seven episodes ago or a day in game time um determined that they were they were trapped such that if anyone uh interfered with the um the fence these skulls were going to start screaming Right. Which I mean, we don't care that, that much about, but still, I don't want to deal with a bunch of screaming skulls. Is there a way to? Yeah, we already had to deal this? with a screaming horse. So, does anyone That's have true. like a um, levitate? I mean, skull? who are the skulls going to scream for at this point? They, they scream for scream. thee. They scream for thee. <laughs> <laughs> it is possible there could be other scarecrows or zombies in yeah. the, the further reaches of the swamp that you could have to deal with. Uh, uh, if you, but I don't know what you want to do. <gasps> Dismantling crucible. or it seems. Crucible, can you still cast silence? Yep, just wondering that too. Totes my goats, he says, yes. as they say. <laughs> Toting a, as he totes yep. a goat. Um, Sorry, right, I Brilish, am toting this goat. Brillish takes out her axe and readies to just smash the skulls so they won't be able to scream after the silence how spell big wears is off. The, um, how big is the pen here? Uh, it's, not, it's pretty okay, small. So 20 foot I mean, radius sphere will pretty much cover it. Is Total. it mightier than yeah. the sword done, done. that we have? Yeah, it's much but not mightier than, than the axe. It's, it's nine goats mighty, or more than that, because it keeps a goat's hand. The, the, this the pen, pen is rated is, to at least ten goats. The pen is maybe silenced. eleven. The ten goes to eleven. All right. <laughs> so, uh, does that mean that they don't make anything, or just the sound does not escape it? The sound for duration, no sound can be created within or pass through the sphere. All right. So, thanks to Crystal Silence, uh, you then take about the silent task of dismantling part of the fence, allowing the goats to be freed. And Brildish um, literally smashes every single skull into pieces so that it can no longer... Silently, they sh- they screaming. do seem to be kind of screaming, except silently, so they just kind of go like... <laughs> yeah, until they're smashed into powder. A nice fine skull powder. Yes. Mm-hmm. So all the skulls have been smashed. A good-sized hole has been opened in the fence. Nine uh, goats have left the pen and frolic uh, joyfully in the swamp. As Nine goats are braying. <laughs> in the other time I ran this adventure for people, they insisted on naming all the goats, no. bringing them with them. Ooh, ooh, I will tell you, guys... you, the adventure basically <laughs> turned into a goat management simulator <laughs> after that. I would, really kind of, I would just like... That was a turning point for me as a dungeon master. This was an example of a mistake. I will not make again. I will murder these goats before I allow you I would just like I to point out that, Tony, you as the dungeon master did tell us that we could name one uh, non-player character slash animal uh, after you for every level, and we did just level up. So if oh. you wanted to go oh, Tony 179, you could. You're going to blow this on the first coat you I'm meet? I'm just putting it out there for the group. I don't care. I'm just saying you're going to be this level for I want to hold I want to hold that reserve. Yeah. Also, how do you pick which goat? But guess what? In my heart, no, it would looks be 21 like, through 9. In my heart, okay, they're 21 one, through one 9. One of the goats is talking about Batman right now. <laughs> <laughs> but all the goats are thinking about Batman. That's yeah. All the, and one of the goats is on a podcast. One of the goats is wearing glasses. It's really hard to decide. <laughs> <laughs> Each of them embodies one of my ineffable personality traits, which are Batman, glasses, and podcast. There's one that's over-caffeinated and another so, one yeah. that's don't forget caffeine. Oh, yeah. That's almost like having yeah. a personality. Wait, because right. goats, goats were the ones that discovered caffeine in the first place. Well, at least ca- caffeine in coffee. So Crucible okay. looks at the goats as they come out and he says, hello, herds. Wow. Oh, my God. Someone I had to do to- it. Yeah, no. Okay. So we want to investigate that green light, right? All right. Uh, yes. Green light means go. I hear that one of us can cast something that allows us to walk on water. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So uh, there is a bit of swamp uh, slash running water to cross 
only you had somebody that could cast uh, some kind of water walk thing. <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen when saving that. But saving that for paying. Anyway, here's water walk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mm. So uh, let us say that you uh, you leave the goats to their goat business and make it as. <gasps> I'm sorry, the goats have started to beat up on them. <laughs> we were I supposed to do that. Yeah. They took our ideas. <laughs> Damn these goats. Yeah, that's goats what we you, get for you discussing didn't them, them Dan. What do you want? Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's mail a letter to yourself with the idea written in it. Stuff adjust up envelope. That's how you get things done. So uh, you wander off to the uh, the east side of Berez, ready to put this town of wretched sorrows behind you. Um, but on your way back, you realize, oh yeah, there was that green light. We could have investigated on the way into town. Maybe we want to deal with it. It's on the other side of this stream. Is it still there? We... Yeah, it's a little harder to see in the daylight, but it does look like there's some kind of uh, glowing, blinking light uh, across the running water. Elavor steps forward and says, I can help us get across, but I need your consent. Anything for you, pal, Elavor. Please have, provide more details. You have my axe. <laughs> um, I can help us walk across this water as if it were solid ground, but... I can only do it for willing creatures or willing friends. So I need your consent. I am willing sure. and able to assist you in this matter. Uh, it doesn't work on robots. I'm not a robot. <laughs> There's no rule in there. Oh. Um, I've gotten consent from everyone except Lena Dulina. Lena looks really nervous, actually, and she's like trying to <laughs> trying to hide it. But um... Brildish is just looking at Lena with like wide <laughs> open eyes. Come, Lena. It will be fine. She gives like a very small nod. <laughs> you may feel a slight tingle on your feet, but other than that, everything will be a-okay. I hate tingling. <laughs> and Elevor, uh, you, you, you feel the tingling, and uh, the water doesn't change. You know, it keeps moving and everything. But Elevor takes a step out onto the water and says, join me. And we can proceed Brother to across. clomps right along. It's like, wow, <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, Crucible marvels at the water as they cross. Mm-hmm. I have never walked all atop right. water before. Usually I just walk down underneath the water all the way across, then walk up again. This is novel. <laughs> I enjoy it. So uh, you make your way across the running water, which is a very new experience for all of you. You can see the kind of uh, green blinking or pulsing light. And as you get closer, you know, it's hard. Berez is, is just like most of Barovia is pretty foggy and uh, you can't see very far. But as you get to the, the other side of the riverbank, uh, you can see there's a bit of a rise here. And this is a place where I'm going to say a word that I've seen in writing many times, but never had to say out loud before. There are a dozen moss covered menhirs. Yes. Menhirs yep, like that. That's good. All right. Uh, that's a fancy word for rocks. Uh, um, standing, there are a standing dozen stones type. Things. Come on, we've got Damn, Karens, and now rocks. we've got man-ears. What is this? <laughs> these are these are different. They're totally ask a geologist or a rock nerd. Um, <laughs> these are uh, there's a dozen moss-covered menhirs. They're quite these long uh, kind of uh, column-like rocks. Uh, there are a dozen of them. They seem to be arranged in a circle here on this kind of like spongy little hill, and you can see there's kind of a rusty lantern with a green blinking flame uh perched on top of it uh all the stones are a good you know 12 to 18 feet high that's weird <laughs> i think 
Elevor, uh, he's going to sniff for the nature if somebody else wants to sniff for the arcana. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to examine the lantern. For and I'm going to okay. examine the whatever you call them. Man-man. I'm going to examine the stones themselves because I am totally a stone nerd that way. 16 on a nature the check. The term is dwarf. Um. Yeah. So would that be like nature or history? What do you think makes more sense? It doesn't matter. Whatever one you, you'll learn. I'll tell you something different for either All one. All right. I'm going to do history. Uh, it's, it's a minus one either way because <laughs> Burlish. But... Uh, Crucible, you rolled an eight, which is not very exciting. Uh, uh, Elevar, what were you I rolling? I rolled a you got 16. 16 on nature, and I was looking at the moss and stones. All right. Um, they look like they're, they're stones. They look like they're natural. Um, uh, Crucible, you rolled an eight on, um, Arcana. Somebody has cast some kind of spell on this lantern to make it blink. Okay. Even with an eight, you feel like you're capable of recognizing it, can some I kind ask of variant of the light Non-Arcana, spell. is it blinking in a specific pattern? On, and then off. Okay. And then on. But, like, not varying off. lengths or anything. Okay. No, it's not Morse code. I will not make you... <laughs> Decode I believe they call it Strahd code in this country. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Strahd code. Um, yeah, I got a 17. Uh, although Rictavio uh, calls it Rictavio code, even though it's Strahd. <laughs> yeah, everyone else calls it horse code. <laughs> I invented it! I <laughs> um, got a 17 Sorry, history okay. on the stones themselves, the standing stones, All right. without, uh, without you know, walking you... into the stones. Yes, of course. Um, and was somebody going to do a nature check? Um, that was me. Elvor did a nature check. Oh. Uh, let's see. So, uh, Broldish, um, you recognize the idea that probably, uh, arranging these large stones in a circular formation probably has some kind of ritualistic purpose, and there might be something interesting within the circle of stones. Uh, the stones are currently positioned in such a way that you can't really see inside them. You'd have to walk between some of them to get a view inside, but probably this has some kind of religious I have, or um I have a specific question so we've you know i've been through the the now drowned town of berez and now i'm looking at these mm-hmm. and i rolled a pretty decent roll can i tell if these stones were erected at the same time as berez was like a thriving community did it happen after the these river was stones look adjusted? ancient these look like the oldest thing that you have seen in all of barovia mm-hmm. in your even older so than the cairns on yesterhill yes Wow. Wow. I tell everybody that. You guys, these stones are so old. I did not know that old rocks would impress my players. <laughs> oh. Guys, just, hold on. Hold let's on, abandon on, this campaign. On. We are all oh, rock scientists yeah. now. Let's, let's, well, hold on. All right. You guys think that's impressed? And now imagine that the rocks are a little bit older than that. <gasps> what? <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> One more older. <laughs> and then we're done. We're, that's it. We can't get any older than How that. How tall are they? My goodness. Uh, they are 12 to 18 feet tall, depending on the wow. height or the Kabuki. Well. Truly, yes. my ancestors were capable of great feats of architecture. And mm-hmm. these pillars. <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh, so we thought there was something on the inside. Can we like poke yep. our heads through the rock? I don't know if that's a good idea. Oh, Can, um, Crucible's curious. Elevore. He's not. I have seen not you. Elevore, I have seen you shape rock before. See, I could oh, do please that. Please don't do that. Please, please don't do that to these beautiful ancient stones. I just could feel you, like that would be. 
Could you shape rocks twice? That would be really disrespectful. Okay, I feel like you're looking right at my character sheet, and you know I have two fourth level spell slots to, sh- to no. shape stone. Um, I will not be shaping any stone because I only have two fourth level spell slots, but that's outside of the game. In the game, Elevor says, I reserve that for very special occasions, including shaping stones into goats, uh, of which I cannot do right now. Chris um, also has that spell. So, so I would like to then just like closely inspect the rocks like mechanically to see if there are any mm-hmm. sort of sort of divots or carvings or anything else mm-hmm. of interest. Uh, Lena, you are looking at the rocks. Uh, there are uh, kind of very weather-worn glyphs in them, and they seem to be kind of very simplistic iconography depicting uh, various animal shapes. You see a bear, an elk, a hawk, a goat, an owl, a panther, a raven, and a mm-hmm. wolf. Uh, one per stone as you're looking at the No stone. ponies? Outside of the Tony? Is not it. I mean, a pony is basically a panther. Canon. A pony, um, pony likes it. Yeah. Pony high fives me. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, wait. If, high I mean, it's a high if one. Tony Sindelar and Pony Sindelar <laughs> high five, does the universe explode? <laughs> Ooh. It's really hard to high five a pony. Yeah, ponies can't oh. high five. They can only high one. <laughs> Tony, I well, think it's is time. Is he really high? I feel like it's a low one. <laughs> no, no, he can. That's relative. How high up are the pony leg go up? Can it? Can he even go like above? We'll have to do some research. Well, if pony like rears back up on his uh, on his hind legs or has you know, I feel like he could get pretty high. Okay, Tony, I think it's time. Four. Um, Elavor whispers. It doesn't hurt. As his body starts to reshape itself, his shoulder (laughs) blades grow out into these gigantic brown wings. His head starts to reshape as a beak forms. His legs turn into talons as he becomes a giant eagle. Oh my God. Have we seen this before? (laughs) So you can't have a flying speed. So, like, he couldn't turn into birds and stuff, but now he can. <laughs> and uh, Elevore. Do it again. Actually, is, let's oh see. God. we got to come up. Eaglevore? Yeah, Eaglevore. Eaglevore. Um, mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. adeptly uh, flaps his wing it's and than perches Eligle. himself. No, he doesn't perch yet. He's going to soar over the top of the, the stones to look down. And with eagle eyes, uh, he can see very clearly. Um, down mm-hmm. into the center. All right. As Eaglevor uh, circles over the stones, uh, there is the panicked sound of cawing as many ravens give flight at the panicked uh, at the sight of a silhouette of a bird of prey. Uh, as many ravens that were camped out within the um, the circle of stones uh, give flight and panic and run away and scatter. Uh, to the winds. Uh, but Eaglevor, looking down, you can see there are uh, two uh, humanoids reclining inside the uh, Circle of Stones and many other uh, uh, ravens that seem to be uh, on the ground uh, inside the Circle of Stones that look like they might be injured. Oh, no. Um... Uh, I will also tell you, because you wild-shaped within proximity to these standing stones, um... You know how you would normally calculate your hit points when you're in an eagle form? Mm-hmm. You would assume the maximum possible hit points in eagle form for Whoa. transforming next to these stones. So like if it was 4d10 plus 4, you would just make it 44, for example. That's wow. awesome! Yep. Um, 
Okay, well, I think Elevor is going to come, or excuse me, Eaglevor is going to uh, settle between all of his group, and with his giant talon, um, he will, you said two people, right? Mm -hmm. He will scrape uh, one line into the dirt and then another line next to it, and then very adeptly put a circle on top of each of those lines, mm -hmm. and then slap his and then his scream there at are the players. Eleven who don't people <laughs> behind those lines. <laughs> birds, birds can't do base ten, Dan. Um, base um, three, and he can Eaglevor can understand common. So if you if he heard eleven, he would shake his head. What's oh, that? <laughs> What's that boy? He would fly yeah, yeah, out their yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. that boy? Yeah. There's there's reclining figures in the stone circle <laughs> in the well. In the well. <laughs> um. So are we making jokes or do we really not? Do you think you wouldn't get it from? What <laughs> I, I, I think we got. I think we would get it. I think we're picking it up. They are slightly not as stupid as. Okay, then. Well, Brildish is. Crucible was ready to go in already, so he they are they are happy to push their way past the through one of the gaps and see what's inside. All right, inside seems to be uh, what can I describe this scene other than a makeshift bird hospital? There are dozens of ravens. Uh, on the ground that seem to be they've kind of landed on various like tarps and cloaks that have been spread out for them uh, in various states of perhaps injury. Uh, specifically, these appear to be the crows and ravens that you liberated from mm. Baba Lazaga's um, uh, creeping hut that were locked in cages there. Uh, there are two uh, two figures inside here. They both appear to be human, though they've got some kind of kind of kind of beady looking eyes and l large beak like noses. Uh, humans. Uh, that that look at you a li little bit worri worriedly, um, but uh, one of them there's there's a a young woman who uh, kind of waves you in. Uh, there's a uh, a young man, uh, both of them are in early Chinese. He's he's kind of busy uh, taking care of a bird that has a, a broken wing. Hi. She waves Hello. Hello. The Mardikov family sends their regards. I'm. Ah! It's very nice Hello. to meet you. Muriel. Uh, we found um, many of these poor creatures caged um, outside of Baba Lazaga's creeping hut, but we have taken care of both the hut and the foul witch. So I have heard you have done a, a great service to the people of Barovia, and I guess the, the people of Berez, perhaps their spirits will rest a little bit more easy, and to... Uh, Friends and family of the Mardikov family, I, I, I thank you. Well, Can I help he, with this these? Is, this is my these... my my colleague, uh, the uh, the the uh, uh, other character who is not going to engage in a lot of discussion. Introduces himself. He is uh, Gavri Mardikov. Can I help with these with these birds at all? Abroad, like using like animal handling and medicine. Yeah. What so... about a spell? I could I could cast a healing. We'll take any help we can get. Some of these are acquaintances of ours. Others are. Uh, well, local friends. So I, I'll cast a healing spirit. Good and call. Um, and if you give me 10 minutes, I can cast a prayer of healing and heal up to six creatures within range. Okay. Let us say through a variety of combined efforts, uh, you are able to heal um, uh, all of the, uh, the creatures within here to the extent that, you, you know, their, their various injuries and conditions allow you to. Uh, several of the birds are, are able to take flight and perch upon this the stones looking down at you. Um, several birds uh, 
flap away and then uh you know kind of disheveled cloaked figures uh enter the uh the uh the the ring of stones and thank you uh in return there's now good five or six Mardikoff family friends in the stone circle with you so we were drawn here by the flashing light can you tell us anything about it oh that that's mine she points to the lantern up of that i was put here to signal friends of the order i would have order? tried to help you if you had stopped here on the way in but clearly you are not needing of help <laughs> oh <laughs> that's us not needing of help perfectly self-sufficient no we totally slept, fine we on our own instead we slept in a dank basement with a ghost <laughs> choices you make in dungeons and dragons with did you say ghost or goat ghost yes both, no, both. <laughs> Nine goats, one ghost. Ghost, yep. the proper, ghost tomato, proper classic adventure ratio. It's just math. Uh, well, I would have told you all about the city of Berez, but it seems like your information might be more current than I. Again, we are in your debt. If there's anything the Marikov family can do to help you uh, in your endeavors, we are here to help. We may be bound. make sure that... The family knows of your recent exploits. We may be bound for Castle Ravenloft in the near future. Is there anything useful you could tell us about that particular edifice? Everyone who goes there dies. Hmm. We were hoping for a little more detail. It's very tall. Maybe we, I, I kind of turn to our, my friends and say, maybe we don't need to go all the way back to the winery. We could just hand off the... the be glad to take we are we can we're always happy to serve as messengers if that would be if there's anything we can do to be of service to you should we More send a message a messenger <laughs> should we send the message to the abbey oh for her to be ready for us to or that or or perhaps to even to meet us somewhere rather meet than us. us having to go all the oh, way to the abbey yeah. and all the way back uh, so you are speaking of your plans to reunite with your ally in the campaign against Strahd. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is her name? It begins with a V, right? Vasilka. Vasilka. Uh, the Vasilka, the flesh golem, the construct created by the mysterious Abbey of St. Mart. Um, what's the name of the Abbey? St. M something? Markovia? Is that a fictional that one I can't help you with. Nope, that's okay. the thing. Yeah, Markovia is pretty sure that's it's a thing from <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. No, no, not Dungeons nope, and Dragons. Is. Princess Diaries. No, it's it's Saint Markovia. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. you know, I got confused with Sokovia. What's the place in Princess Diaries? Uh, Sokovia. I I don't know about the Princess Diaries. So. Okay. Somebody um, will, and then they'll yes. tweet at me. Uh, poss- possibly. And oh, wait, Markovia is in DC Universe. It is a play, a kingdom. That's what I was thinking. It's in the, the Princess Diaries is in Genovia. Genovia, right. thank you. <laughs> so many Vs. Which is distinct from the land of Geonosis, which is in X-Men, which is bad. I think. Is it bad? Gen- Genosha? Genosha? Yeah. That's where the bugs live. That is where yes. the bugs live, yes. I think wow. we can agree on a variety of things that is it's impressive how far we've tangented. We've technically said <laughs> yeah. the name of the Abbey correctly. Correctly. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you will, I mean, but Geonosis would, is where I'm the I'm just bugs saying, live. I would not name things in my adventure Markovia and Mardikov. That's too confusing. Yeah, that is confusing. I agree. Um, but that is indeed what they are called. There is the Mardikov family, who are members of the Order of the Feather, which, as at this point, I don't think we've said it explicitly, but it's fair to assume a family of were ravens who stands in opposition to Strahd, but operates from the shadows. 
St. Markovia, an ancient abandoned abbey home to one the abbot, which just goes by the abbot, a strange uh, creature with uh, some powerful abilities who uh, has attempted to help you to the extent he can without incurring the direct wrath of one Strad von Zarovich. And so. who canonically knows Beyonce. Yes, canonically. And I regret never using Hey Abbot! No, no, Dan. Okay. I don't um, regret that. I regret so, that. So, uh, what would you like to do? We are reaching the point of the episode where you'll make some decisions about where you'll go next uh, based on the things you wish to accomplish before you return. So we so, can ask them to send a message to the Abbey yeah. mm-hmm. to have her meet us at a neutral location. I also wonder if they may have agents inside of um, the city of Velaki who may be able to hmm. fetch us Get a certain dress. wedding dress. Um, you do know, I mean, the Mardikov family uh, runs the Blue Water Inn in, um, uh, yes. in, in Velaki. Because we are um, not particularly welcome, welcome yeah. back in the city. I but, mean, uh, we just... It's either that or we're stealing it under the cover of night and stealing it, basically, um, right? They're also, I would say, probably capable of... I mean, maybe it takes two were-ravens, but transferring a magic seed back to a winery. So. Yeah. So I, I say we... Here are my thoughts. We hand off the seed so they can take it to the winery. We send a message to have, Vasilka. what's her name? Basilica. Yeah, thank you. I just lost it. Meet us at Rictavio's. Hmm. And then we I don't can... know about her. I mean, she is a flesh golem. She's pretty strong. But I don't know about her traveling all that way by herself. I really think that we should probably go and get her, you guys. Yeah. yeah. But we can at least send a message that she should be ready so that mm-hmm. we can just like pick yep. her up at the door. Yeah. Seems a long and way. Not, yeah. like, call, call spend too, too much with the cackling hyena people. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I guess basically what I'm saying is I would like to see Rictavia one more time before we go to our doom. Mm. Okay. I think it's a good idea to stop and check in with Rictavio once we have Vasilka in tow, because Rictavio knows so much random stuff, you guys. He yeah. might have some really good advice How for us. How far is the trip from the Abbey slash Kresk to Rictavio's tower? It's not that far, is it? Um, I yeah, mean, I want to... Rictavio's tower is on werewolves, the though. Is it more than yeah. a day, is my question. I think that it... I think you could do it in a day, if you move quickly. I mean, we, yeah, because we, we went from Rictavio's tower all the way to the winery, yeah. which is actually farther than it would be from Rictavio's tower. I was going to say, I feel, I feel okay having Vasilka meet us there with the understanding that she should only travel during the day because I think she could account, acquit herself perfectly fine during the day. And perhaps the abbot will be willing to send somebody with her as an escort if necessary. We got attacked by wolves in the day twice. Barovia! We've only been attacked during the day. <laughs> Barovia! Well, you've only traveled by day. So you've just only been attacked. That's fair. Okay. But still, <laughs> reasonable. Like, yeah. just... Fine. All right. Uh, then, yes, yeah, send the message. To the Abbey? All right. Uh, Muriel, the were-raven uh, member of the Order of the Feather, um, is more than happy to make arrangements. Uh, she tasks uh, a, a group of three were-ravens are going to travel with the seed. Uh, back to the Wizards of Wine of Wine Winery. She thanks you profusely. You've, we have you've done enough too ravens to carry Aragal to the Abbey and then escort. <laughs> no, insufficient <laughs> ravens. How many ravens would it take? Uh, ten ravens. Okay, there's not ten ravens here. 
I nope. They just left. So many of them flew away Aww. because of Eagle Four. Mm. Yeah. Mm. If only. Yes, it is Micah's fault. <laughs> Let's be clear. The, the reason you can't do the thing you want to do is Micah's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you have sent various ravens. You have sent a raven to uh, notify um, Basilica to meet you at Rictavio's tower. Um, probably includes a map because that's not just a location that people know about. And. You know, we'll say you sent a raven to Rictavio's tower, too, because, hey, how often are you going to be in a raven communication hub? It's nice to call ahead. And even another raven to the Mardikoff family to see if they can help you out uh, with uh, procuring a previously owned wedding dress as you pass uh, by the town of Balaki on your way back to Castle Ravenloft. For you are in Berez, in central Barovia, you intend to head to Rictavio's tower, recruit your flesh golem, then pass by Balaki on the way to the gates of one castle ravenloft uh a a midday meal is shared with the raven people who again uh you've just you've done so much for the mardikoff family and therefore the people of barovia it seems like there may be you know two flavors of wine available in barovia wine and diet wine will once again flow through the streets (laughs) thanks to you um and so you decide you should be be heading out if ever you are to arrive uh, at rictavio's tower before um before nightfall and so you head north uh, from Berez back toward the main roads. Uh, as you are traveling, the weather is, unfortunately, unpleasant. It is swampy. It is cold. It is dreary. There is an ever-present fog that rolls in. And it is while passing through one of those large banks of fog that you once again see formations of men, men in armor, marching with swords and spears in your direction. These phantom men you saw before. But something is different. For this time, you hear a roar, and something with large, leathery wings flies overhead. Something very large. What creature threatens our friends from the skies above? Are there things that are even worse than one Baba Lazaga? Will they reach Rictavio's Tower in one piece? And what next, Castle Ravenloft? Is it as simple as just marching west here in Barovia, that is Big Barovia, for answers? To questions such as these, tune in next time. Dog and Pony Show. Season 3 of Curse of Strahd. Season 5, Dog and Pony Show. Season many of Total Party Kill. I'm Tony Sindelar. Thanks for listening. Goodbye, nerds. The end. We have our wagon, too, that we need to pick up. Can't wait to <laughs> check yep. out those phantom wagon. men, Ace. <laughs> 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 <laughs>